Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm extremely pleased to be with Abe Kamark founder and owner of True Made Foods and a health and nutrition enthusiast. Welcome to the show, Abe. Hi, Dr. Steve. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, and I'm happy to see you. Where are you located? I'm in Alexandria, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Beautiful. How is the weather today? <laughs> weather is gorgeous here. So ah, lovely, lucky. lovely. <laughs> now, I know you have a very interesting history. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, it's been a long, long route to get me where I am today. Um, I started out, I was a Navy helicopter pilot for eight years, just over eight years. I <clears throat> served all around the world, multiple different countries. Uh, I was in the Iraq War and then uh, served in England afterwards for my shore duty, uh, where I worked in counterterrorism for years and also was able to earn my MBA from the London Business School. Wow. Uh, that got me excited about business and seeing what I what else I could do in the world. Um, and basically, while I was you know traveling around places in Europe and Africa <clears throat> for work and doing my MBA, I realized that you know um, I joined the military to kind of have a positive impact. I wanted to do something with my life, wanted to do something in the world, and uh, I started to see that you know maybe through business I could do more. Um, mm -hmm. So. I left the military in 2008, which was a terrible time to leave the military. Yeah. Um, very bad decision, especially in London, uh, which was like the uh, epicenter of the financial crisis. Um, mm. Nobody was hiring. And uh, even with an MBA, I was pretty much useless out there. Um, so I basically I focused on emerging economies and impact um, entrepreneurship Um <clears throat> to try to uh, find a way and find a career out of it. Um, my wife and I, at the time, we were both in London. Uh, we just had our first kid. We were pregnant with the second. We both had grad school loans. And, uh, and so it was uh, quite the crisis for us, um, especially with the pound being two to one against the dollar at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, <clears throat> I was able to find some work. I actually ended up moving away from my family to Bulgaria and flipped a plastics factory there. Um, wow. That's my first opportunity. I just had to take whatever I could find. And uh, and then my wife and I, together we with our family, we moved to the Middle East. And we lived in the Middle East for three years. Wow, uh, where did you where live down there? We lived in Doha, Qatar. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a very nice place. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, we, we, we enjoyed it. It was a good experience, for sure. Yeah. But um, 
uh, we were also happy to leave. The uh, We have still some great friends there. Um, so I was able to start a business there, and that was very interesting. I got to travel all over the Middle East. Um, I worked on some agriculture projects, hmm. worked on some really impact projects trying to help the migrant workers, and uh, worked on some startup projects there, too. I uh, got to experience the Arab Spring firsthand. Um, and <clears throat> a lot of my friends in the entrepreneurial communities in the Middle East were involved in Egypt and in Lebanon and Syria. Hmm. Uh, then we moved on, uh, moved back to the U.S. in 2013, and that actually got me into food, which was uh, we moved back to the Washington, D.C. area for my wife's job, and uh, I was hired by a charity here called Coexist, uh, the Coexist Foundation. Oh, yeah. And they were looking for an entrepreneur who had come, um, who had worked in you know post-conflict areas like I did um, to help them launch products um, hmm. underneath the Coexist name. Um, you probably don't know this, but the, the, the Coexist bumper sticker has absolutely nothing to do with the actual charity or the charity that was around. Oh, wow. Um, it was a completely viral separate thing. And so this one a guy who got put in charge of the charity back in like 2012 <clears throat> decided he wanted to try to, you know, get the charity uh, <clears throat> monetizing, you know, this name and the fact that everybody knew the bumper sticker. So he wanted to create new products under the Coexist name. And so he hired me to help him develop things like coffee, T-shirts, stuff like that. Right. So I focused on the coffee, and that kind of got me into the food industry. Um, we launched a coffee called Coexist Coffee um, that I sourced out of eastern Uganda that came from a Jewish, Muslim, and Christian farmers. Um so that was a, a very exciting time, and it got me really. I've always been a big foodie, always really been into health and wellness. Um, I think earlier than most people, you know, I learned to cook very early as a as a child, helping out with my mom in the kitchen, um, and having an Italian mother, and having to, you know, we always cooked with real ingredients. <clears throat> we never used sugar. Had very little processed food in the house. Uh, my parents didn't own a microwave until I was in my twenties. Wow, um, so, and you're a young uh, guy, so that wasn't wasn't when microwaves were not around yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's not. They were they were definitely around. I'm not that old, mm. uh, but the yeah, we didn't have a microwave for a long time because they they kind of held out to wanted to you know be real cooks. Um, and so we learned always in my family to cook as much as we can, make your own sauces, make your own dressings, make everything yourself. Um, and so, you know, learning about the launching the coffee kind of introduced me to the corporate world of food and beverage and showed me how much easier it's become to launch a food product these days because there's, you know, you can outsource so much of the manufacturing and distribution and the sales team. Yeah. Um, and that got me excited about what was happening. And so shortly after we launched the coffee, um, the charity actually ran out of money and mm -hmm. uh, so they kind of let everybody go and <clears throat> that left me you know looking for something to do again and you know i just thought it was a sign uh, a time for me to do my own thing and really kind of launch a product and and dive into something that i was really passionate about yeah. um so we went after uh so i decided to go after condiments and the reason is is because uh i've always hated ketchup like <laughs> Ironically, so True Made Foods, we make a healthy ketchup, uh, wow. barbecue sauce and a sriracha. Um, we make them healthy by reducing or eliminating the sugar completely 
and naturally sweetening the products with vegetables. So we use real whole pureed vegetables like carrots and butternut squash to naturally sweeten the product. Um, minimally processed. Now that sounds uh, really exciting. Uh, how does yeah. it taste? Do your kids like it? I know you have kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the key point. Now, I wouldn't try to sell it if my kids didn't eat it, right? So right. Um, the best thing, I have four kids at home, and one of the reasons I went up decided wow, to Wow, when did you start having kids? <laughs> uh, about 12 years ago, so when I was oh, 30. Wow. <laughs> um, so uh, <clears throat> I've never wanted to have ketchup in my household. I always thought ketchup was a terrible thing. It's all sugar. Um, did you know, like, the average ketchup has more sugar than ice cream, house yeah. sprouts. Um, putting and a kids tend to eat a lot of ketchup because yeah. of that. Yeah, it's it's addicting, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, uh, children actually eat the most ketchup. Um, yeah. And you might think that you're not eating. Oh well, it's just a condiment. You're not eating that much of it. But ketchup actually um, <clears throat> it sneaks up on you because it's so sugar dense. Like it's uh, an average family that's going through maybe a bottle of ketchup a month is probably eating is eating about. Um, Uh, 97 donuts worth of sugar a year. Oh my goodness uh, gracious! <laughs> just through, it's almost a you know it's a donut every other day basically, almost every other day, mm -hmm. uh, based on um, just the sugar from this ketchup that they're going through. Um, <clears throat> so ketchup, you think barbecue sauce. They eat so much yeah. ketchup that the ketchup alone gets them a donut every second day. <laughs> yeah, pretty, wow. pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. a good comparison. I like that. That's really a problem. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, too, if you look at a hamburger, um, you know, the average hamburger bun has a lot of carbohydrates and, you know, probably has refined yeah. flour, but it only has like maybe one to two grams of sugar. Mm. Um, the table, you know, nothing else in the burger should have sugar in it. And then the ketchup on it, if you put a tablespoon, which is one serving of ketchup, that's yeah. four grams of sugar right there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so easily by Just weight, it's the most sugar, most refined sugar that you're going to get through that entire meal. Mm -hmm. um, it's the worst part of the hamburger. Uh, it's usually the worst part of every meal. People don't even think about it. They think of it as, oh, it's just ketchup, it's an add-on, or it's tomato. Typically, especially Heinz ketchup, the typical corn syrup ketchup, um, has more corn syrup in it than tomato. Yeah, that's um, even worse than regular sugar. Mm -hmm. Now, so, what, what did yeah. you do when, when you had your ketchup? How did you formulate it? How long did it take you to make a formulation that actually your kids would eat and that tastes good and yet that you could market? Oh, yeah, there was... Um, well, what happened is uh, I got lucky in a way in that I had a, a co-founder initially who um, <clears throat> told me about the idea of putting mm -hmm. vegetables in ketchup. Um, he, had, he had tried to do it to hide veggies in his own ketchup. And... Um, he had failed miserably because he didn't know how to cook. And the, the product that he was making was terrible. Um, but when he just gave me the concept, like it immediately <clears throat> set off light bulbs for me because I thought I'd been cooking this way forever. Like my mom taught me to cook pasta sauce by using carrots as a sweetener. So yes. that's the way we, I always use carrots as a natural sweetener for things, mm -hmm. and especially in sauces. And my wife and I used to get butternut squash all the time, <clears throat> and we would, Usually, we'd bake it, puree it, and then freeze it, and then add the puree to different sauces or different meals just to hide some extra vegetables in for the kids. Um, so I thought, you know, if we were doing this and it's working at home really well, it's got to work. It could potentially work for some things like ketchup and barbecue sauce. Uh, and luckily, it did. Um, we didn't spend much time at the home kitchen because I had a concept that this, of this was going to work. 
so we pushed right away to find a small co-packer. And I pushed right away to find a small co-packer and then just experimented with that co-packer until we got the recipe that kind of worked. Um, and that was good enough to launch with. And and that was that was kind of the impetus. That, that was the beginning, and that is so fascinating. And I'll let your, uh, our listeners hang a little bit in uh, with that ending the first half of today's broadcast. And because I want to talk to you a little bit more about family health and what's wrong nowadays and how you can improve it with food and nutrition. And we'll talk about that some more in the second half. So please tune in after the commercial break for more about healthy food with Abe Kamarak. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Abe Kamarak, founder and owner of TrueMate Foods and a health and nutrition enthusiast. Welcome back, Abe. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Appreciate it. Now, it was great in the first half to talk to you with you about a little bit about your story and, and how you came up with the sugar-free ketchup that kids love. Now, why is it so important to you? Because I know family health is a big issue for you having four kids yourself. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive issue for me because you don't, you don't really see the problems out there until you start to have kids and start to run up against um, the challenges every day. Yeah. I mean, when you're single or in your 20s, it's very easy to live a lifestyle, a wellness, wellness lifestyle, because you can very much control your environment most of the time. Um, with children, it's, it's a lot more difficult. We are constantly running into, you know, every holiday seems to be built around candy. Um, birthday parties, restaurants, you go to, a, I mean, one of the reasons I focus on ketchup and barbecue sauce is like, We love, we like going out to eat. We love going to barbecue. We love barbecue. Yeah. But you go out and the sauces, and it seems especially every kid's meal is built around ketchup. Like, it's like every kid's meal you order at a restaurant. And besides being fried food, it's built for them to put ketchup on it. Sure. And, <clears throat> and they know, don't, don't go a little bit on it. They take a lot. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, you might think, oh, ketchup is just a little bit. No, when you watch a kid eat it, they're pouring you know, half a plate of ketchup on there. And, you know, with every tablespoon being four grams of sugar, you know, that's easily. So three tablespoons of ketchup, three servings is basically is more <clears throat> sugar than a Krispy Kreme donut. Um, wow. You know, Krispy Kreme donut has 10 to 11 grams of sugar. Yes. Uh, and you can easily get up there with to even a soda level quickly if they uh, if they're really consuming it. And that often doesn't get noticed anywhere, that doesn't get mentioned anywhere. They just sell it because it sells. Right. And, you know, so food service is a real challenge. We're trying to break into food service, and it's harder. Um, it's easier to get our products into retail stores. Right. The retailers are starting to see consumer behavior earlier change this way. Um, food service, they, you know, restaurant um, owners, things like that, they don't, they don't see it right away. And they think, oh, you know, everybody likes Heinz. We'll just put Heinz out. And mm. um, I think we need people to start complaining to restaurant owners about things like, you know, what's on your menu? What do, what products have sugar in them? Mm. And, uh, <clears throat> and you know, what kind of ketchup are you using? And 
if they have like a Heinz or a private label ketchup, which is going to be just as bad out there, um, he should complain to the manager and let mm-hmm. them know that, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to trust what you're serving in the back of the house. If you're putting on the front of the house, right. you're putting on the table, this bad ketchup. Um, so <clears throat> that's, you know, I think that's important that we need to start speaking up about these things. Um, Food service, again, is, is a, always a real trap, something I worry about and I'm trying to get into and why we're trying to get our sauces to food service is because, uh, you know, the, you you order a meal and you a lot of times you don't know what's been put in any right. of the sauces that's been added to it. Um, and, and it's kind of weird because there's different fat or crazed diets. There was a low-fat diet that's on its way out. And now people want to go gluten-free and think that's healthy, but sugar is gluten-free as we know. And they go dairy-free and think alternative milks is healthier and they are sweetened with sugar. What do right. you do about that? Is all these traps. It's very frustrating working in the food industry now, um, especially in the natural space where I'm working with, you know, I'm always going to trade shows with a lot of cutting edge companies and not seeing the, not seeing the focus on sugar and instead seeing everybody jumping on either a gluten free bandwagon or um, a vegan bandwagon, which, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with vegan being vegan or gluten free it's just that if you are doing those diets and loading your diet with sugar or other processed foods or refined carbohydrates then, right, there's gluten free you know, junk lots of it as vegan junk sugar's vegan yeah exactly yeah, there's vegan stuff loaded with sugar um yeah. and so you know this is a real problem um and we need to you know i think we need to address that and i think it, it, it people need to focus on there's really three things. If you go through all the, the literature mm. on health and wellness, because there's a lot of, you know, it can seem very confusing, but there's really three things in nutrition that are kind of the three truths that um, always come back to you that will always be bad for you. And that's um, <clears throat> the first is, you know, refined sugars, any type of refined sugar. Especially and a high lot fructose, of GMO, corn juice. syrup and stuff like that. Yeah, cane syrup. Um, uh, apple juice, orange juice, hmm. agave syrup, all yeah. these things are sugar refined, refined sugars. And those things, you find this uh, level where, um, and then the, the next is refined carbohydrates, mm-hmm. you know, any type of refined grain that's been where they've taken out the wheat and, the, you know, the germ mm-hmm. and the nutrition. Right. And, you know, you're left with just, the, you know, the single molecule. Just yeah, like with then the it enhances and, uh, with a, a few vitamins, but there's nothing in it compared with the original. Right. And you really have to wonder about the enhancements, too, if they actually work. Mm. Um, True. There's that <clears throat> there's a study recently that came out that was about um, uh, the comparing the processed food diet to a whole foods diet. Mm. And it uh, the study participants consume the exact same amount of fiber and protein and carbohydrates, but they consumed it through process means. So like they're, they would get artificial fiber, <clears throat> vice fiber from a carrot or from broccoli. And that, um, and the processed food diet participants gained much more weight. Of course. Than the, um, and actually get, well, gained weight and had, and their um, <clears throat> IQ performed worse on the IQ tests yeah. after having these diets and things like this while the while the the, uh, whole food diet participants actually increased and lost weight um, and increased their capability their intellectual capabilities um, 
so it's, it's I What's think, really the, the thing you wanted to mention? processed foods and refined carbohydrates, mm-hmm. refined sugars that are the real problem that we're facing. Yes. That's why it's so important for me when we develop our products that, one, we're not using anything artificial, like no artificial sweeteners. The majority of no um, added sugar ketchups out there or barbecue sauces that we're competing with use sucralose, or which is um, you know the scientific name for Splenda, yeah. or some other type of artificial sweetener, um, or some other name for um, sugar or another refined sweetener, like stevia. Yeah. Um, it's very important for us to use a whole food, to use a whole food like, uh, and so we use a pureed vegetable or a pureed apple. So it's like a pureed butternut squash. And that um, contains all the goodness of the fruit yeah, so and, and, and vegetable, and, and that is really protein. amazing. Yeah. Now, I know you make ketchup and uh, sriracha and barbecue sauce, but what do you do if your kids want a birthday cake? Just curious. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are going to be times where you do this. And uh, luckily, my, so I'm more of the cook in the family, and my wife is more the baker. Um, she's learned to cook over the years. I, I have not learned to bake. I think it's like I'm too artistic to bake. Um, but the uh, my wife is the baker, and she um, does a pretty good job. And she, So what she has been doing, um, she does the same thing. Like, she tries to hide vegetables in her baking, too. So she will... Zucchini, obviously everybody knows about zucchini bread, things like that, but we'll do the same thing with butternut squash um, and with other uh, winter and summer squashes and uh, try to hide, you know, put them into the, uh, bake them in. Um, She'll typically, what she's also found doing early on is she would take her mother's recipes, her mother's cookie and cake recipes, and she would just cut the sugar in half. And we found they tasted just as good. Like there was, there's a lot of excess sugar in a lot of our recipes developed, um, just guaranteed to try to make us use more um if you have a recipe like a dessert recipe at home that has been passed down from your mom um or that you got online just try cutting the sugar in half actually see what happens try cutting it even further i would just argue just try experimenting and keep cutting the sugar in the, and that in the works pretty recipe. good and don't substitute it with honey agave syrup or anything else because it's right. really not necessary right completely um, yeah, I think you'll find that like you can really get away with a lot of not having to, uh-huh. to use that. Um, and your <laughs> that children much. like that? They get I'm used sorry? to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, our kids love it. So, I mean, yeah. every now and then we'll make something that they, you know, will have a failure. And the kids will. I like think it. that's very uh, important to to encourage parents when their kids are small to get them used to real cooking and not to junk. I mean, it's very important. It's just mm. uh, now I mean, before we end the show. Uh, uh, how can my listeners or listeners of the podcast version contact you? Um, please uh, go to truemadefoods.com and fill out our contact form there, or contact us on social media, on Instagram or at truemadefoods. Please follow us on Instagram at truemadefoods. Uh, Facebook for you know backslash facebook.com backslash truemadefoods. Um, you can find us on Amazon at amazon.com backslash true made foods as well. So if you search true made foods, you should be able to find us there. And oh, find that's a way really exciting because uh, that that is definitely interesting. I wouldn't mind tasting that ketchup myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> well thanks so much for being on the today's show, Abe. It was a real pleasure to hear about how you add uh, vegetables instead of sugar to improve your family health and others' health now too. Thank you. 
It was my pleasure Here. to have you there, and this brings me to the end of today's show. My pleasure. It's so happy to be on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Abe. And please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact me or Abe, forgot his website. My email here is christine at communityradio.ca or contact me through my website docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Cecil Wright. Thank you, Cecil. You're the best. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run nonprofit radio station, and we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.